This is Willie Calhoun of the Texas Rangers. You're listening to the Rangers Nation podcast. Welcome to Rangers Nation podcast, talking all things Texas Rangers. Rangers Nation podcast is a part of Dallas Sports Nation, providing coverage of all your DFW sports teams. Now here's your host, Texas Rangers blogger, the Recliner Nerd. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Rangers Nation's podcast. I am your host, the Recliner Nerd, and today's episode is Young Guns. Yep, we're going with Young Guns because I tell you what, the Texas Rangers have gone a new direction, and they have decided to go with the Young Guns, and they made some moves after the trade deadline, and we're going to talk about what happened there, what happened on the trade deadline, the moves they made, the young guys that are here, things going forward, and we'll do all of that after this. This is manager Chris Woodward from the Texas Rangers. You're listening to the Rangers Nation podcast. Okay, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Rangers Nation's podcast. This episode is Young Guns. It is Young Guns because we're going with the Rangers and what they've decided to do since the trade deadline. I think everybody thought that Mike Miner was going to get traded uh, on the trade deadline, and I was at the ballpark right up to the very end. Uh, it just didn't end up going. We, you know, we we heard from John Daniels. He talked about why it didn't go, uh, some of the things that happened, but he alluded to something in it. Well, there was the Nate Jones deal. There was a Nate Jones deal, basically uh, that he came over. He's still recovering from a surgery he had on his flexor tender tendon muscle uh but basically the only reason that we did that they gave us a a million dollars in uh international bonus money which was used to sign uh braylon laura which is who the rangers are trying to get signed out of uh out of the is it dominican i think he's the third the third ranked uh latin american prospect um and he is a uh he is a stud he's a big boy only 16 years old but six foot three 220 apparently just raw power out the kazoo you know what think of juan gonzalez and kind of how they found him and, and saw what he was all about but anyway that's beside the point so what happened in that interview after they were all done nothing really happened there were no moves made i thought pence was going to get moved uh jd talked about pence and said that you know they had right up until three o'clock they had some things on pence but they had kind of laid it out and the way he said was we look we laid it out there we said we've got i know that he's a rental i know that we signed him to a minor league deal he's on a rental contract but we like him so honestly we're not just going to give him away we do enjoy having him in the clubhouse so there is We're just not looking for the best deal. We're looking, you've got to meet a certain criteria. If you don't meet it, we're just going to keep him. And nobody, they all tried to lowball. They didn't want Pence for that. And and look, that was the guy they were going to keep. Now, they would have taken anything for Asdrubal Cabrera. They could have said, hey, we'll give you a bag of balls and Gatorades. And and they would have taken it for Asdrubal Cabrera. Asdrubal Cabrera. And I think that's why, because he talked about we there's going to be some moves made. There's some things we want to do, but we want we wanted to see. This was the this was the thing that got me. We wanted to see where we were after the trade deadline. That meant they were trying to see was there anybody going to get moved before they made these moves. And so so when we walk back up, Levi Weaver and I kind of sit by each other in the press box. We're sitting from the athletic, Levi Weaver from the athletic. So we're sitting up there. And uh, I said, and, and my whole deal was, especially with Scott Heineman, who we're going to, I talked to Scott Heineman today after the game. Um, uh, with Heineman was, you know, I think Heineman's coming up. They've been playing him at first base. Uh, Ronald Guzman got moved down. Uh, Heineman's played like seven to ten games in a row at first base. It tells me he's hitting like 372 at AAA. I think he's on his way up here. And um, I and, and I said it sure sounded like JD was talking about somebody's going. And uh, and Levi said it, 
and I was thinking it, but Levi said it, so I'm giving Levi the credit. He said, I think uh, I think Cabrera will be gone by Friday. And so I tweeted out an hour before the game that I was kind of thinking it, but I, I, I tweeted, and what I tweeted was, unless Astrubal – he was not playing Wednesday on the trade deadline day. He was not playing. He was on the bench. And I said, unless he gets – unless he pinch hits tonight, I think – this is my predi- – I said, prediction, unless Astrubal Cabrera pinch hits tonight – he has played his last game as a Texas Ranger. That's just my feeling. So after the game, Rangers win it. After the game, they, we go down in the locker room. We go talk to to uh, Woody. Um, he does his little presser. And when we're done with there, we go to the locker room. And normally after a win, the guys are – look, they, they're never the most friendly guys. They are friendly. Don't get me wrong. They really do get along with everybody. But you know there's a, there is a different attitude from the night, from, from the time that – if you win a game or if you lose a game. If you win a game or you lose a game, it's just a different locker room, and everybody can understand that. And they're just a little more jovial. Well, it was a little quiet. I, don't, I mean, it was just quiet. They weren't particularly – I guess because of probably the week that had led up and all the losses. Mike Miner was not having it. He was in a very, very ticked-off mood. And if you saw the video of that, um, I was standing right there when he was doing that interview after the game. He didn't want to talk about it anymore. He was sick of it, sick of hearing about – uh, the trade deadline and all the potential places that he was going to go and what he was going to do. And he was tired of it. And he didn't want anything to do with it. So here was the thing, and I wanted to say to y'all, this was a, this was a little wild, man. And you're, you're, I saw this. I put it out on, uh, on a live feed on, on Twitter the other day. But So I'm sitting there, and you, after you, you interview the starter, you're kind of looking around maybe to look for somebody to talk to. And out of the corner of my eye, I look over to my left, and I see uh, – since Shu Chu was sitting over in his corner, and he had just come out. There's this little room to the back, and I guess it's like a little kitchen area, and they go back there and get food before and after the game. And uh, and he had come back, and he had a beer in his hand, and he had a beer, was getting over there, probably getting ready to get changed, get get cleaned up, get out of there. And uh, Tim Fedorovich, FedEx, came walking over to him, uh, kind of said something real quiet. I just happened to see it over there, you know, saw him go over there to say something. And Chu stopped what he's doing, put his arm around him, started walking with him back to his locker. And literally when I as, – as the moment that I started to go, well, that's – I didn't know they really knew each other that well. That was kind of what I was thinking to myself. And about the time I was really thinking that and saying that, uh, John Blake cleared the clubhouse and said, hey, everybody needs to get out. We're, we're closing the clubhouse. Well, that's not unusual. I mean, it, it, it hadn't happened to me, but I, I have heard of them closing it down and it may have been. And I think sometimes he'll do it when he sees that there's not really anybody that's talking and we're all kind of standing around. He might say, hey, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Let's get out of here. This seemed a little early. And so, but I thought, okay, well, maybe there's nobody really talking. Let's get out of here. So we get on the elevator, and as we're coming up, we get out of the elevator. Everybody's going back to their their stations, and they're getting their computers. And uh, the beat riders are riding, and guys like me are loading up and getting my stuff because I can. I don't have to sit there and finish a story that night. And all of a sudden, tweets started going out, and I'm not a part of the tweet that John Blake. He, John Blake tweets the beat riders and the reporters. He tweets them breaking news. I'm not a part of that. I'm not. That I'm not that part of the media as a podcaster and a blogger. So, but uh, all of a sudden, TR and Evan and all of them are tweeting out that the Rangers have uh, DFA'd uh, Astrubal Cabrera and Tim Fedorovich. So I saw Tim Fedorovich breaking the news to Sensu too. I, I now know exactly what I saw. Um, so I kind of was looking at myself. Wow, I, 
God, I really did. Levi and I called this. And, you know, we said that, that we didn't think he would be playing on Friday. And sure enough, that's what happened. Well, but the I had Scott Heineman. And I said, I think Scott Heineman the guy that comes in. Well, the word came out immediately. It was going to be Isaiah Kiner-Falifa and Jose Trevino. And that's who was going to be coming up. And I thought, well, crud. I really thought it would be Heineman, especially with the, what all they've done. But you know what? They're, they're, they're getting ready uh, to do that. So I guess that, that's what's going to do. Well, the next day. Thursday comes, it's a day off, and literally that day it's it's stated that Scott Heineman is coming up. And so we're wondering what move is it? Well, they sent down uh, Valdez. Uh, they sent him down to clear a spot, so they cleared the bullpen down to seven and uh, brought up Heineman. He, he played Friday night, went two for four, and I think he went – I think he went 0 for 3 Saturday, but walked once or whatever. Anyway, he had a good game, played center field. He's been playing first base uh, all over uh, up in AAA. He's been playing first base. He's not a really an infielder. He's an outfielder, but he's been playing some first base, and that was uh, he's a right-handed bat. They were looking to get, get the right-handed bat in there. And so it became pretty apparent, you know, what they're doing. And, and, and so be prepared because this is what's about to happen. So John Daniels – I mean, he literally – Wasted no time. He came out of that press conference after the July 31st trade deadline, and he basically said, we're going with the kids. He said there's too many kids that need to we, – we need to take a look at them. We need to look at them here. And if you're a Ranger fan, you need to be taking your – you need to be applauding this to see what they have. Nomar Mazzara set three games in a row. They, they had Heineman up there. They had uh, Willie Calhoun. He's the freaking left fielder, period. He's either going to be DH or playing left field. Uh, since Shu Chu will be here next year, I, I mean, there's a chance they could trade him in the offseason. Um, but, you know, the guy's producing, and, and they, they expect to compete next year. And since Shu Chu ought to be here. I honestly think so. And Pence, they not, they're not – look, there's still seven games out of the wild card, okay? There's still seven games out of the wild card. They are not giving up on this season. Now, they're not going after it. You know, they understand it's a long road to get back up there, but they feel like this is the team they want to see push it and try to push it up to that second wild card spot, make a run, and even if they come up short, we want to see you. Well, look, they're 4-0 and now. 4-0 and since the trade deadline has been over with. And swept through the Tigers, got behind a couple times, came back on them. These kids don't understand they're not supposed to be competing, and they are doing it. So, um, so I went to the game today and, uh, you know, a few guys today. Oh, and then Emmanuel Classe. Emmanuel Classe got here. Um, they sent down uh, Bird, I believe, is who they sent down. They also sent, uh, yeah, it was Bird that went down. And Emmanuel Classe, we, we've all been waiting on him. He hadn't even played in AAA yet, so he's here. Um, and I'll tell you right now, let me tell you the next guy that's on his last legs out. He's, I, I say he's not, he's not leaving the team at all but is probably out of the rotation, and my guess is going to be that Sampson. I think Sampson's war is welcome out as a starter. Um, I like him, I, and I think he's very valuable to this team, but I do not think Sampson's a starter. I think he's one of these He's one of these guys that's a uh, that's when you do an opener or a guy that comes in after an opener, but he is not a starter. He's getting exposed. There's a book on him. He doesn't have enough pitches, uh, but, he, but he's a battler, and he's got a little bit of an attitude. You know what? He was really in the wrong. In that game where, uh, you know, him and him and uh, Loriano got into it from Oakland. Um, apparently, look, a guy hits a home run off of you, duck your head, dude. Just, it, you know, he kind of, look, the, the guy, L Lorno is his name. He 
he showboated, he pimped it a little bit, talking about apparently this had stemmed back from uh, an earlier series where um, someone had hit a home run off of him, and then the next batter was Lorno, and he, he hit a ball, and as as uh, Samson was walking off the, the field, he stepped on his bat. Well, Lorno looked at him after he hit the bomb and said, hey, you going to come over and step on my – you want to step on this bat? And uh, you know what? These guys are competitors. They get pissed off. They get upset. And uh, honestly, he shouldn't have done that, but he did. Uh, but Samson shouldn't have given up the home run. And he had just given up one earlier in the inning. So, you know, anyway, so I think that's coming. I think one of the guys that I think is coming back, and, and if you didn't grade this trade that way was uh, Allard. Uh, Allard that we got back for Chris Martin. This guy had went five scoreless innings for Nashville, his first start yesterday. Uh, Joe Palumbo came out today, pitched 2.2 innings. He was going to be on short one. He's, he's dealing with uh, ankle tendonitis. But you're going to see – you're going to see Allard, you're going to see Palumbo, and I guarantee you Burke's pitching that way too. All three of those are going to be up here within the next few weeks. They're going to be up here pitching. I promise you they're going to do that. That rotation's going to go Lynn, Minor, Hirado, and Hirado's going to be tested out, and then they're going to, between those other three, those other three are going to fill those other two spots, whether it's Two of them are going to be openers for each other or whatever. They're about to do that with those three, and that's what's going to happen. And Samson's going to head back into that bullpen or go back down to AAA to work on his stuff, whatever's going to happen there. But today after the game, so today Emmanuel Classe finally got into the game. Um, it, it was fantastic. I mean, if you saw it, he hit first four pitches were 99, 99, 101, and 100. And he had four pitches to get two outs. Uh, he didn't strike anyone out. He struck them out the next the next inning. Pitched two innings, uh, scoreless, or an inning and two-thirds, scoreless runs. After the game, uh, through an interpreter, we got a chance to listen to him a little bit. And this is Emmanuel Classe after the game on his Major League debut. Well, what was your first Major League game like? ¿Cómo fue este? Tu primer juego Grandes Ligas. Nada, me sentí muy bien, gracias a Dios. Le doy las gracias a los Rangers de Texas que me dieron la oportunidad de estar aquí, que lo trabajé para mantenerme, o sea, para llegar, que fue siempre mi sueño, trabajé muy duro. Y nada, agradecido con ellos y seguir para adelante, tratar de mantenerme. Yeah, of course, I give uh, thanks to the Texas Rangers for giving me the chance to come up here. I know that I prepare myself to, to try to make it to the mayors, and um, I prepare well to, to try to. I prepare as, as as well as I can to be here with the team and uh, help help them uh, when they need me. What were your What were your nerves like? Tenías nervios, estabas nervioso en un momento. No, no, no tenía nervios. Me sentía me sentía emocionado. Yeah, I was excited, not not exactly nervous, but I was ex more excited than nervous. What you What does your phone look like right now? <laughs> what does your phone look like right now? Dice que el teléfono cómo está ahorita. Nada, tiene muchos mensajes de mucha mucha gente, muchos fanáticos. Yeah, a lot of a lot of text messages from a lot of fans and people that I know. So, 101 miles an hour. That's pretty damn fast. Es demasiado duro, dice que. No, no, don't worry, I have a little bit more, I think. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I have something more. So what did Rugi say when he tapped you right there? Was he telling you to slow your heart down? What did Rugi say when he tapped you right there? Was he telling you to slow your heart down? When you got to the mound. When you got to the mound. 
<laughs> yeah, he would ask me how I feel. I said, no, no, I'm okay. I'm, I'm relaxed. Don't worry. <laughs> how, how much higher can you go? ¿Qué tanto piensas tú que puedes tirar? Bueno, 103. About 103. You and Chapman, you're going to have like a duel. Maybe get you and Chapman on the mound together. Dicen que tú y Chapman van a tirar un día uno contra el otro. Yeah. Okay. All right. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah congratulations. Have a good trip. That was Emmanuel Classe today after his major league debut. Hey, this guy right here, this is a potential closer. And and I let me say if you didn't see it today, you need to watch him. I've seen him pitch at Frisco. Um, you know, Sean Bass and Tepid and them have been there. Tepid said something funny about this guy. One of the funniest things I've ever heard about Emmanuel Classe. So first of all, we've talked about spin rates before. So Mike Miner has one of the highest spin rates in all of Major League Baseball, and that's with um, what it is is it is it goes with uh, uh with his fastball his spin rate's about 2600 rpms so 2600 rpms on a spin rate on a fastball means it what it does they you talk about they the people will talk about well it looks like his fastball's rising well fastballs don't balls don't rise you can't throw it hard enough for it to rise but if you put enough spin on it it won't drop as quick as it normally does cuz every time you throw a pitch no matter where you're throwing from by the time it goes from your hand and gets to the catcher it is it is it is going down it, no matter what pitch it is they're all going down because it, they're going to end up going down because it's hard to you know that's that's how those pitches are well, ones with high spin rates end up staying up a little longer, so it makes it look like it rise. But what it really does is it makes your fastball look faster than it is. So if you're throwing 92, 93 with 2,600 spin rate, your ball looks like it's 96 or 90, jumps on you. You ever heard about somebody talking about an exploding fastball or one that jumps on you? That's what it is. Well, another person that's like – uh, Miner is Palumbo. His fastball spin rate's about 2,500. And Miner's 2,600 is like the highest average in the major leagues. I think Verlander's right up there with him. And uh, But Joe Palumbo has a high spin rate on his fastball. And so, but Class A throws 101 miles an hour with the 2,600 spin rate. So that's like 103, 104. That ball. It, that's if he gains control of that thing, that dude is good. I mean, when you can throw 99 to 102 miles an hour, a changeup, he was throwing, he threw a 92 mile an hour slider today. A 92 mile an hour slider. I'm sorry, that's just filthy nasty. And, and you know, he's still young. When he, when he gets a control of that, that's going to be freaking nuts and crazy. I mean, that is just something to behold. So we got to talk to Class A after the game. The guys were getting all packed up. They're heading out of town. Um, I wanted to go over and talk a little bit to Scott Heineman um, and, you know, get a little plug from him and do that and, and just meet him because I hadn't seen him since I wasn't there Friday or Saturday. Um, he did not play today, but just, boy, you could tell this guy was just all grins and smiles and just having a lot of fun. And this was uh, Scott Heineman after the game. Hey, it's Recliner here. I'm with Scott Heineman. First time I've gotten to talk to him since he got moved up. So tell me, what's it like, man? You just, I can't even, I saw you on TV the other night talking about your folks. Are they still in town? Uh, yeah, they were in town uh, through today, through today's game. I just got to say goodbye to them right now. So uh, just been, you know, really exciting. Uh, just an awesome opportunity. Get to experience it with them. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. So, so have, I know you played a lot of first base at AAA. Have they talked to you? Are you going to do some of that here? 
Uh, I'm not sure what the plan is. Um, you know, just taking say, it huh? day by day. Yeah, whatever they say, whatever they need, uh, whatever I can do to help the team up. Well, congratulations on getting here. I want to get a plug from you real quick. If you'd say your name, Texas Rangers, and you're listening to the Rangers Nation podcast. Uh, Scott Heineman, you're, uh, this is Texas Rangers, and you're listening to. What are you listening to? Hey, this is Scott Heineman with the Texas Rangers. You're listening to the Rangers Nation podcast. Hey, this is Scott Heineman with Texas Rangers, and you're listening to the Rangers Nation podcast. That's it. Hey, have a good road trip, man. Just an absolute nice guy. They were, and I, I wanted to talk to him longer, but these guys are trying to get on a bus and get out of there and, and get going. So, anyway, so that's what, guys, we need to pay attention to this. This is what's going to happen. I'm telling you what's about to go down. They are going with the young guns. They are going to go with these young guys. They're going to get them. Uh, uh, we're going to find out what we what the Rangers are. We're going to find out what the Rangers have in the minor leagues, and those guys that are close are about to get up here, and they're going to be the ones that go after it to the end of the year. Jose Trevino is a is somebody that we, we haven't had this good of a defensive catcher this year. Look, the the thing with, with, with Mathis, and the reason Fedorov, uh, Fedorovich was uh, – by the way, Fedorovich did clear waivers, uh, and he – took the outright assignment to Nashville, so he's still in the system. He is playing for Nashville, which was great. Look, he really filled a spot when uh, Kiner Falifa got hurt. Talked to him, by the way. Saw Kiner when I walked in um, and looked over. I said, dude, welcome back. And he he gave me a little fist bump. He goes, it's good to be back. And I said, man, is third base, you're, you're ready? you ready? He goes, man, I just feel better there. Yeah, he goes, I'm I'm excited. And, and you know, my bat feels good. Everything feels good. And I gave him a congratulations because we kind of talked right before he left and the fingers were swollen up. So it was good to see him. But anyway, so uh, Fedorovich, he's he's down. He, he is in AAA. Um, and so he's there. Uh, that's not going to happen with Cabrera. But Cabrera will, in fact, end up on a, on a team somewhere. So he's he is – he, he now he's been outright released. First you have to DFI, DFA him, so they've DFA'd him, um, and someone had a chance to claim him, so they put him on waivers, and they had a uh, someone had a chance to claim him. The problem is if you claim him, you you're on the hook for the rest of the probably about a little over one point three to five million that's left on his contract. Um, if you couldn't trade him, then that meant nobody's going to pick that up. They were going to let him clear. So everybody let him clear, um, and then they, he got his outright release, and that means he's a free agent. He wasn't going to go to a AAA team. He's not going to. He hadn't been in the, the minor leagues for years. He's looking for a big league job, and I'm telling you, there's been some injuries uh, out there, and there are teams right now that are going to be looking, and there'll be teams that are contending that don't need a third baseman or first baseman, um, and but they're going to need a backup. And that's what they're going to look at. They've got a switch hitting Cabrera, who was just in a huge slump with the Rangers. But he will be – look for him in the next week. Hey, these are all my predictions are coming true. I predicted Heineman would get here. I predicted Estrubal Cabrera had, had spent his last day as a Ranger. That happened. Heineman's here. Um, you know, Class A's here. I didn't predict that, but, but he got here this quick. I mean, they're going with the young guys now. This is my next prediction. Watch for Cabrera. He's going to get picked up by somebody um, to, to be a bench guy because uh, one of the utility guys that someone has, this is a guy with a little more experience. He's been in the playoffs with the Indians. So Cabrera will find a job, and the Rangers will be paying his salary. Uh, the, he'll, he'll get a league minimum job with them, and the Rangers will be paying a, at least a million uh, towards the end of his deal. But he served his purpose. He, he did exactly what he was supposed to do. He's not the player he was when he was with the Indians. Um, and last year he was – who was he with last year? My brain's gone blank there. Sorry about that. That little brain fart. Uh, uh, the Phillies uh, last year, I believe, is with, who he's with. 
with. But in any case, he's not the same player he was. Uh, he was a shortstop originally, switch hitting shortstop. He's he's older now. Uh, the weight's a little bit on him. So good luck to him. Uh, he served his purpose here, and I hope he does get a chance with somebody, which I think he will. Looking next week, I bet you see that Cabrera has signed with somebody, and he'll be on a major league squad. So that's going to be it. It's going to be a little bit of abbreviated version today. We're getting this out kind of late because I work the game today. So uh, that's the young guns. That's what it was. Uh, I want to thank um, Scott Heineman and Emmanuel Classe for, uh, well, they, you know, Classe is getting interviewed. I just happened to be there to get it. Got to ask him a question. Scott Heineman for coming on, giving us a plug and, and doing that. Uh, Appreciate all of you guys that listen. Hey, click on here, click like, share it, get people to get on board. And uh, for all of those who have been a part of this one, we'll talk to you next time. This is the Ranger Nation podcast. And like I say at the end of every episode and everything I write, nerd out. <laughs>